the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Attorney General William Barr says he'll be sending a redacted version of the Mueller report to Congress by mid-April. At the latest, Democrats are still demanding to get a look at the full multi-hundred-page report. Republicans, meanwhile, are insisting on another investigation to look into alleged wrongdoing by the Hillary Clinton campaign or the Department of Justice in the 2016 campaign. President Trump threatening a drastic action against Mexico, saying that he will shut down America's southern border next week. He wants Mexico to halt all illegal immigration. When you close the border, also you will stop a lot of the drugs from coming in, because we take in tremendous drugs from Mexico, as you know, as well as I do. So you close up the border and you watch the drugs go way down, too. U.S. and Mexico trade about $1.7 billion in goods daily, according to the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. This is SRN News. Larry Elder explains how things are getting better in America. You look at the after-tax income at the top 1% since uh, 79, and it's grown impressively, but so has the growth of the bottom of the, of the country, also grown. And as a result of falling prices here in this country, more Americans have more income left after basic expenses. Things are getting better in America. The Larry Elder Show, afternoons at 5 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Just after 1 p.m., and that means it's time for the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network with the big weekend wheel. Mitch Berg in studio, ready to go. Looking at our forecast, sunshine today near 44 are high, down to 22 tonight, upper 40s for Sunday, with mostly sunny skies and just a slight chance of a shower in the afternoon on Sunday. So glad you're with us here on The Patriot. Head over to the website, am1280thepatriot.com. Join the Freedom Fan Club for free, and maybe you'll win our book of the month. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. The longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy institutional blue. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog, shotsinthedark.info, since February of 2002. My hobby, my voice, my outlet, and my re-entree back into radio, starting in March of 2004, with the Northern Alliance uh, beginning its 16th year of dominating Twin Cities Weekend Radio, which means really dominating Twin Cities Radio, since what's on during the week? I mean, come on. Anyway, that's uh, myself uh, every Saturday from 1 to 3. Brad Carlson uh, right here from us on Sundays from 1 to 3. And King Banyan, uh, of course, uh, hosting the best show in America, Ergo the World on Economics, every Saturday morning from 9 to 11 
on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. So that's us, the Northern Alliance. Glad to have you here. How you doing? So the big story this past week, really the past uh, couple weeks in, in many respects, is still the uh, the rattling around of people, of, of all the debris from the progressive heads exploding after the release of the Mueller report. And I, I'm going to talk about that for a bit here. I've, I've had some interesting questions pop up about that. First, I got to point out, later on in the hour, we're going to be talking with Liz Mayer, uh, who's going to be talking about... Uh, I think a serious mistake that part of the Minnesota GOP is making in the Minnesota State Senate. We'll be talking about that uh, right a little later on this hour, so stay tuned for Liz Mayer. And the second hour, I want to talk about something that's sort of a offshoot of, uh, of course, Salem Radio superstar Dennis Prager's uh, happiness hour. I think we could almost start doing a separate hour once a month in the same way that Dennis Prager takes an hour once a week to talk about the the joys and the moral imperative of happiness. I think we could almost do a periodic hour on the misery of progressives and how this is not just warping our political discourse, but warping minds. And I say this as someone who doesn't like to insult people's intelligence, their mental health, their uh, other such things. It's 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 not the way I like to operate. On the other hand, I think there's some evidence out there that that this that the the constant negativity of political correctness is causing problems that are going to redound through generations here, much like any other sort of mental uh, illness or abuse. We'll talk about that in the second hour here. We'll take your calls as well at 651-289-4488. You can also join me on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, N-A-R-N Show. Operators are standing by right there right now. If you got a question and if you don't want to wait around uh, on the phone for any length of time, you can just tweet it to us. And uh, we've gotten some excellent questions and comments Uh so we'll uh, via Twitter over the years. So we're looking forward to hearing from you via either uh, avenue. Anyway, touched on this very briefly, I believe, last week, perhaps. But I want to do it again. Uh, journalist uh, Glenn Greenwald had a fascinating thread on Twitter uh, this a week ago Friday, right after the release of the Mueller report. Now, for those of you who haven't... Uh, kept up with the news. The Mueller report was, of course, the final report of the lengthy two-year, $30 million-plus special counsel investigation by Robert Mueller into the allegations of collusion uh, between the Trump campaign and the Russian government. And the results from the report so far, granted, only a four-page summary has been released, uh, but the results indicate no indictments, no legal action is forthcoming against anyone involved. And it would seem to all external indications that uh, Donald Trump is nobody, neither he nor anyone significant in his campaign did anything uh, along the lines of collusion with the Russians. Now, of course, Andrew McCarthy had a fantastic piece this uh, just yesterday. I believe that's actually still up on National Review today on on just really the, the, the legal the the abuse of of language that it goes into the uh the the notion of of calling what may have happened collusion in the first place 
Uh, he, he writes, um, obviously, Attorney General William Barr's letter outlining special counsel Robert Mueller's final report is not important to, uh, to an end to the confusion about the case and the terms involved. There's still two camps today relying on the ambiguity of the word collusion to argue their opposing positions, indignant that anyone would disagree. Uh, the or To repeat what we've stressed with only middling success for a couple of years, collusion has two meanings. There is the general overarching meaning. Collusion always denotes concerted activity, though not of any particular kind. It can be good or bad, benign or sinister, admirable or unsavory. For example, it could be something like President Obama telling Russian President Medvedev, that will have more freedom to operate after the elections when he's not campaigning. Oh, that that's collusion, too. Then there is what, in the context of a criminal investigation, is a very specific meaning. Collusion as criminal conspiracy, an agreement between two or more people to engage in conduct that violates a criminal law, which in the law's eyes makes the agreement just as criminal as the crime that is the agreement's objective. This is Andrew McCarthy in National Review. It is this second narrow sense that the special counsel is talking about when he reports finding no collusion. Indeed, Mueller, as reflected in the attorney general's letter, tries to avoid the confusion by not invoking, quote, collusion, end quote. He discusses whether the president or his campaign, quote, conspired or coordinated with Russia. In addition, uh, I'm uh, continuing to quote uh, Andrew McCarthy here. He undertakes to clarify that by, quote, coordinated, end quote. He means, and quote, agreement, tacit or expressed between the Trump campaign and the Russian government on election interference, end quote. To be sure, this clarification itself invites some confusion because, quote, election interference, end quote, is yet another ambiguous term. As we just pointed out, a conspiracy is an agreement to commit a crime. There's no crime called interference. The word just means to interrupt, to influence, to somehow affect some activity. As with collusion, some interference is legal and some is criminal. And as we pointed out, interference in other countries' elections is nothing new. The Obama administration interfered quite blatantly in the uh, last round of Israeli elections uh, a few years back, uh, trying to keep Benjamin Netanyahu from being uh, reelected to the prime ministership of his, and to keep his uh, to keep his conservative party fr- from 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 uh, out of power, so the the terms involved is uh, is is are, are very much in question here. But that's again a piece by Andrew McCarthy that uh, you can check out on National Review right now. Glenn Greenwald had a fascinating piece, though, this I mean, a series of tweets this past week. It was about 15, 16 tweets in which he completely tore apart the media's role in, in pumping up the expectations and the rhetoric regarding the Mueller report and, and the, 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 the apex of his written rant on Twitter uh, ran a little something like this, quote, How, if you are an MSNBC viewer or consumer of similar online content, can you not be angry and disoriented with having been fed utter baked monkey doodle like this? And that's not the word he used. It's it's not a Salem-friendly term that he actually used, but you know where I'm going. Uh, Like this for two straight years with basically no dissent allowed. Just listen to what they were telling you to believe, 
and how false it was. And he continues, by the way, Glenn Greenwald is not a conservative. He is actually quite the liberal. He's left of center, but he's honest. And at least in this instance, he exhibits some integrity and some concern for the integrity of the American media. He continues, quote, you can't blame MSNBC viewers for being confused. They largely kept dissenters from their Trump-Russia spy tale off the air for two years. As recently as two weeks ago, they had John Brennan strongly suggesting Mueller would indict Trump family members on collusion as his last act. And so when you've lost the likes of Glenn Greenwald, when you have the likes of Glenn, Glenn say that five times fast, Mr. Trained Radio Announcer, Glenn Greenwald throwing spitballs at your coverage, you know there's a huge problem. And yet, and yet you listen to your, your left-of-center friends around the water coolers, and they're still thinking, they're still clinging to the notion that there's something tucked away there somewhere. My favorite lately has been, well, we've only gotten a four-page summary. There's five, six, seven hundred pages uh, in this report that we have yet to see anything about. Make it all public. Of course, it can't be made public directly. There's national, there's secret information involved. There's stuff that's that, that can't be just dumped out in front of the public, apparently. So we're told. That's the way these reports work. That's kind of, you know, the law. Anyway, uh, we're told by our progressive friends around the water coolers, uh, around, around cube land in the morning, out on the job site, that there must be more out there. There has to be. And, and the best indication that there wasn't is Mueller himself saying nobody's getting indicted out of this. And the fact that no indictments have happened, and as has been stated, none are planned. That's a pretty fair indication that you're talking about a nothing burger with none of the trimmings here. And that has progressives outraged, many of them, not the ones with some critical thinking capacity and integrity, like Greenwald, like a few people in his general weight class, and there there are some, not many. I mean, Rachel Maddow was visibly distraught, visibly distraught, uh, on the verge of tears, apparently, when she announced the, the, the speculation that there was nothing there. Which tells you a little about something about the mindset of some of these people, the, the idea that their fondest dream, their most vivid fantasy, is that the President of the United States, having been elected by due constitutional process, should be walked out of the White House in handcuffs. That's the fantasy they hold to, as if the idea of, of throwing a monkey wrench into the constitutional process of, of electing and removing presidents uh, wouldn't be vastly disruptive to this nation. But it's not about the good of the nation. It's about the power that they think they can seize. We'll talk about this because it's see, seeing about the, the the perceptions of President Trump this past week has been illuminating and somewhat vexing. Give us a call, 651-289-4488, the Northern Alliance.
This is a special notice to all U.S. taxpayers. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's good news. Due to the financial hardship many are facing in today's economy, the IRS has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative. Qualifying for this program will resolve your tax problem, end all collections, and possibly reduce your back taxes by up to 90%. If you are facing wage garnishments, liens, bank levies, audits, or payroll taxes, it's not too late. Your circumstances may qualify you for this special program, protecting your savings and your assets. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's no need to worry anymore. Call the hotline at Victory Tax Solutions to see if you qualify and potentially save thousands. For this free information, call 800-813-1105. 800-813-1105. That's 800-813-1105. Liberty Mutual Insurance knows you're focusing on the road right now, so we'll just describe our newspaper print ad to you. It's a tiny square that's colored a newspaper shade of gray that has you thinking yellow. As the words read, Liberty Mutual customizes your insurance so you only pay for what you need. Now that's the kind of print ad that'll make you glad you still read newspapers. Go to LibertyMutual.com for a customized quote and you could save. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Coverages underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company and Affiliates. Equal housing insurance. It may not be stomach issues. For me, it's intense gas or pain or diarrhea, sometimes all at once, over and over. I spent years with the symptoms but could never figure it out. No matter what I did, they never went away. So I decided to break it down for my doctor and get really specific about my symptoms. We discovered that exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, may be the reason for my stomach issues. EPI is caused by my pancreas. It leads to diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. The symptoms just don't go away. But EPI can show up with even one symptom. The good news? EPI is manageable. But to get to the right diagnosis, you have to break it down for your doctor and get specific about the severity of your symptoms. Visit IdentifyEPI.com to learn more and use the symptom checker to help change the conversation with your doctor. Brought to you by AbbVie. Hi, this is Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot. And I'd like to remind you to spend your money wisely and use our loyal marketing partners here at this great station. Many of our clients are local businesses who live, work, and play right here in the Twin Cities, and their success in business is our success. For a list of our loyal marketing partners, go to am1280thepatriot.com or call us at 651-405-8800. We thank you for listening and supporting our partners. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, don't forget Freedom Fan Club March Book of the Month is Hate Crime Hoax, How the Left is Selling a Fake Race War by Wilfred Riley. Register at am 12 the patriotcom AM1280thepatriot.com. Check it out. Freedom Fan Club, all the perks of a rewards card with none of the hassle. The AM1280 The Patriot Fan Club. Again, am1280thepatriot.com. So we're talking about the aftermath of the release of the Mueller report, and, and, and it's interesting. I had uh, over my blog at ShotInTheDark.info when I when I wrote about the uh, the aftermath and the the denouement and the reaction, rather frenzied 
tantrum, frankly, that was thrown by uh, an awful lot of people on, on the left when, when the news, or rather the lack of news, came out. A, a, a liberal commenter on my blog, a fellow that I go way back with, like 30 years back with, um, he's a rather irascible, left-of-center type character. He used to strike me as a little on the extreme side, but not so much in Minnesota politics anymore. But that's okay. He's certainly had an irascible way of uh, expressing his opinions in my comment section over the last 15 years. And yet he comes back for more, so salute. Anyway, uh, he, he responded to my piece on the release of the Mueller report with uh, a fairly innocuous comment. It's like, well, I noticed that you're, you're actually not innocuous. It's one of those cliches that kind of drives me crazy. I say this with all due respect. But when someone says, your silence on this is, is overpowering, I say, well, no, it's silence. I haven't written a lot about the Mueller report. I, uh, about the Mueller investigation, quite frankly. I mean, if you go back over the last two years, I've certainly written a piece or two about the special counsel's investigation into collusion. But I, I've largely kept my own counsel on the issue up until quite recently uh, for reasons that, that Mark Twain established fairly succinctly. Better to, uh, better to stay silent, have people think you're an idiot, than open your mouth and, and remove all doubt. I don't know. I, when I don't know something or I don't have reasons to have a concerted uh, affirmative opinion on something, I don't generally put one out there. I mean, not to say that I'm a know-it-all. I mean, I know most things. Clearly, that's why I'm on the radio. But <laughs> kidding. Uh, but I, 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 if I'm operating in the realm of pure speculation, I, I gain nothing by babbling away about things I know nothing about and haven't really had the chance to delve especially into. And, and like a lot of controversies over this last 15 years on the air, it, the terms of the controversy were fairly opaque to me. Did Donald Trump collude or did he not? As a Trump skeptic, I've always said, oh, nothing would surprise me. I mean, the, uh, and on the other hand, knowing that Trump is not a stupid man. Oh, we're going to come to that. Back to that in a moment here. Knowing that Donald Trump is not a stupid man and knowing that he ran a se clearly serious campaign for the presidency, uh, and had advisors in his uh, circle who were able to tell him, at least legally speaking, right from wrong, I, I felt, but couldn't prove, that it was highly unlikely that Donald Trump would try and pull a fast one on the entire American legal system, because you don't have to be a genius to know that that rarely works. You have to not be an idiot, but... You don't have to be a genius. Now, this thought, this thought that Donald Trump may have actually, from the very beginning of his campaign, known better than to attempt to break the law, strikes me, even as a Trump skeptic, as someone who has disliked Donald Trump cordially for going on 34 years now, it struck me as eminently plausible that while I may not like him as a person, may not have liked him as a person, may not like his style, may not like the way he necessarily handles every aspect of the office of the presidency, 
I, I can freely admit I didn't think he was an idiot and didn't think he thought in whatever bout of hubris may have driven them that he could have gotten away with breaking uh, federal law. <laughs> and, and it didn't seem an unreasonable assumption to me. Now, to quite a number of progressives, it does. And one of the refrains I saw from progressives, great and small, on social media and around the, the water cooler in the immediate aftermath of uh, a week ago Friday was, well, Trump's an idiot. Trump's an idiot. There's no way he could have not. He's going to leave us something to impeach him on here somewhere because he's an idiot. And and there's a and, and of course, it's part of it is just human nature. You, you, you do underestimate your opponents. I mean, it's a fairly normal thing that people have to be trained out of in some respects. You never underestimate your opponent if you know what you're doing, if you know how to if you know how if you know what's. If you take the fight, whatever the fight is, whether it's a negotiation, whether it's an actual battle in the military sense or just a battle in the rhetorical or debate or, or political or a business sense, you don't underestimate your opponent. You understand your opponent, their strengths, their weaknesses. Most progressives, to the best of my knowledge, again, this is uh, right up there in one of Berg's laws. Uh, most progressives don't have, have not been trained to have enough respect for conservatives, Republicans, non-Democrats, frankly, of any stripe as opponents um, to, to actually observe that little little nugget of wisdom. there. never underestimate your opponents. Trump's an idiot. This, And by the way, there's a concerted effort going on to to paint Trump as an idiot to the general public. Piece in uh, DNA India that came out uh, a few months back, uh, pointed out, and, and I'll quote from the top of the article, quote, Donald Trump loves attention, but he might want to look away. The president will be particularly offended by the latest images Google throws up. The man who calls himself a, quote, stable genius, end quote, is now popping up whenever one types idiot into Google. Huh. Imagine that. This has happened because protesters and activists, again, I'm quoting a piece from uh, DNA India here. Uh, this has happened because protesters and activists have been gaming the Google algorithm to make Trump images pop up. This began when British demonstrators used the Green Day song American Idiot as their anthem to mock Trump during his recent visit to the U.K., now, more users are using that online association by upvoting a picture of the word idiot on Reddit. This is computer geek stuff, gaming uh, search algorithms. By the writing of, uh, by the time of the writing, eight of the 10 images on Google uh, show Trump. Earlier in 2009, searching for Michelle Obama would give uh, ape-like images and searching Bill Clinton before 2016 elections would give pictures of Bill Clinton. In 2015 in India, searching for stupid uh, threw up images of Prime Minister Modi, who, by the way, is sort of the Donald Trump of India, if you will, while searching for Croatian President Kolinda Grabar-Kitarovic during the World Cup final, often threw up fake pictures of her wearing a bikini. So people on the... It, it works on both sides, but the idea that, that, that protesters and people on the left are trying to game the system to show that, that Donald Trump is an idiot when you get Google idiot... 
is it's childish and counterproductive, but also given the suggestibility of the progressive mind, <laughs> uh, productive because you have a, a staggering number of people to the left of center who honestly believe, contrary to all evidence, that Donald Trump is stupid. He is not an intelligent person. And, and the fact that he pulled off an upset victory over the smartest woman in history doesn't strike them as countervailing evidence. And by the way, did it for a fraction of the money that she and uh, the plutocrats with deep pockets who financed her spent on the election. I mean, looking at the spending numbers, Donald Trump won the election spending a fraction of what Hillary Clinton spent and ran a campaign, quite frankly, a masterful campaign to win the votes that mattered, the Electoral College votes. We talked about that last week, how, how protecting the Electoral College is, in fact, something worth going to the barricades for. Uh, Donald Trump ran a masterful campaign to defeat. By the way, let's make sure we're clear on the irony of this juxtaposition. Donald Trump, the putative idiot, defeated Hillary Clinton, the smartest woman who ever lived. And that should be evidence. And and by the way, this is something that obsesses an awful lot of people in our in our political class uh, who who have spent some time churning on whether, in fact, Donald Trump is or is not an idiot. But this, the, 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 I, I've, I've been I've been wondering about this and I've had friends message me wondering about this as well. Uh, how, how is it that 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 pe- progressives, people on the left think on the one hand, simultaneously, in some cases, that Donald Trump is an idiot and on the other hand has been able to pull off a conspiracy to fool to to outfox the entire United States uh, government's investigative apparatus they don't one of these things is not like the other ladies and gentlemen 651-289-4488 go nowhere we'll be right back Here's the great selling point of Relief Factor. Well, actually, the greatest selling point is that it works for the great majority of people who use it. But the big selling factor is really this. You can get all the pain relief benefits of Relief Factor without the negative side effects of ibuprofen. A couple of years ago, with great sciatic pain, I would take ibuprofen a lot. And it helped, but the side effects were so awful after a while that I I just had to discontinue use. But that's not the problem with relief factor. So that's huge. So if you've been using any form of ibuprofen, now you don't have to with relief factor. Go to relieffactor.com, check out the pricing, and please give it a try because pain is pretty awful. Or call 800-500-8384. That's relieffactor.com. Did you know that 45% of consumers look at your online reviews, comments, and feedback to decide if they want to do business with you and your company? I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities, and I want to introduce you to Salem Surround. 
the next generation answer to digital marketing for your local business. Salem Surround can help your company get the most out of their online reviews and reputation. Call Alyssa for more information at 651-289-4406. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite is nutrition. Pick up two bottles of Lico Chops. Get the third bottle free. New improved Lico Chops with omega-3, omega-6, vitamin E. And now, six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. Try Lico Chops. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-918-7169. 800-918-7169. That's 800-918-7169. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Don't forget, Stand With Israel Tour coming up this December. You get to explore Galilee, Jerusalem, Tel Aviv, get expert insight on the whole area. Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, and a bunch of your favorite uh, people in the world, your fellow Salem listeners. Going on the Stand With Israel tour. It's coming December 2nd through the 11th. Go to am1280thepatriot.com for all the details you need. Get on board. Sounds like a lot of fun, actually. Israeli food, by the way, some of my favorite stuff in the world. Anyway, 651 289 4488. Join us, once you please? You can also join me on hashtag Narn Show. That's N-A-R-N Show, uh, in case you want to join us via the miracle of uh, Twitter. Uh, so, yeah, this is uh, lo- love to have you tune in uh, either way. Via uh, Twitter, uh, Top Tien points out nice bumper music going out with The Clash and coming in with Big Country. Oh, heck yeah. No, appreciate it. I always love it when people uh, notice uh, that, that we have some of the best bumper music anywhere in talk radio uh, here on the Saturday Northern Alliance Radio Network. Yeah, Sundays, too. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. We're talking about the... Odd, I could even call it bizarre juxtaposition uh, on the progressive side. Uh, I mean, the progressives, of course, are the ones who see themselves as the smart ones. They are the ones who see themselves as the, the, the upholders of science and reason and rationality, as opposed to the, the, the teeming mob of, of idiots with pitchforks and torches charging at the observatory. That's literally how I've heard them describe themselves. I think it was Nick Coleman who 
Describe progressives as the ones kind of defending the observatory against the superstitious villagers. And of course, these, uh, that, that goes exactly as far as their emotions let it go. I mean, they're, they're all about reason and fact and science until, I don't know, the subject turns to guns or abortion. You know, when the human, when does human life begin and, and are more people dying now from firearms than 20 years ago? Uh, then suddenly science goes out the window and we are to be ruled by emotions, illogic and quite frankly, uh, <laughs> irrationality. I'll just leave it at that. Anyway, uh, Donald Trump, of course, by the way, I, the, the, the whole notion of an IQ score being some dispositive, indi- uh, dispositive indicator of a person's applied intelligence and ability to apply intelligence to solving problems is exceedingly stretchy. But on the other hand, people on the left do like those visible indications of status, those those degrees, those programs, those uh, th- those sorts of things. And, and an IQ number certainly makes some of these people feel warm and fuzzy, uh, which takes us to a piece in the Boston Globe uh, trying to analyze uh, – how smart Donald Trump is. It's a piece by Alex Beam from this last August, a few months back, uh, seven months ago. Uh, but we point out, he points out Donald uh, Trump's bizarre obsession with IQ or intelligence quotient is fascinating. The candidate uh, challenged a critic, Mayor, Mayor Sadiq Khan of London. Let's do an IQ test as if intelligence testing were a board game or an arm wrestling match. Again, and Beam is honest enough to point that uh, Trump is not the first politician to ply these waters. In 1987, then-candidate for president Joe Biden lashed out at a questioner saying, I think I have a much higher IQ than you do. Uh, Biden then proceeded to make a, quote, Trumpian, end quote, i.e. false claims about finishing the top half of his law school class. Not sure if he actually plagiarized that uh, either. We we can probably find that out on our own time. Uh and Beam points out, I suppose most people want to be thought of as intelligent. We know Trump is maniacally insecure about almost everything. True. Anyone who's had to boast that he is, quote, really smart, end quote, and a, quote, stable genius, end quote, calls attention to their intellectual vulnerability. But why? There's no evidence that Trump is an idiot. Indeed, quite the contrary. He's lazy, preferring the intellectual slurry of television to the written word, like most Americans. He may have suffered the unexpected, uh, rather, mental erosion of a 72-year-old, but he's not slow. Well, he goes on to uh, quote uh, an exchange on that noted source, source Quora, which is sort of the uh, pretentious uh, intellectual cousin of Wikipedia, basically a place where people ask questions and other self-appointed experts, myself included, answer. Uh, Quora, uh, says Beam, a question and answer website with intellectual pretensions, recently asked to all of those with IQs above 135, how high do you suspect Donald Trump's IQ to be? And these self-selected participants of very superior intelligence, supposedly 120, 140 IQs, uh, which is considerably above the average uh, or actually the mean IQ score of 100, generally give Trump high marks. Places, someplace in between 120, 135 IQ uh, for whatever that's worth. And again, if you've ever talked with someone, the idea of using IQ as some sort of a measure of virtue, as some people do, uh, 
it's it, it's kind of laughable, and I, I will ask you, as proof of that, to try this little experiment. Try to talk with uh, a member of Mensa for any length of time uh, and see, find out how they're doing in their life, how things are panning out for them. You'll find a disturbing number of Mensa members really have don't have a lot to show for their lives with all that putative measured intelligence. Anyway, I... And by the way, I have no idea what my IQ is. I, I'm assuming I'm right in there around 100, and I may, maybe someday I'll take a test and find out. I have no idea. Anyway, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Liz Mayer uh, about some of the, the about, a, about a bill in the Minnesota State Senate that I think conservatives need to be concerned about. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. It's all I can do. It's all I can do. It's all I can do. To keep waiting for you. AM1280 The Patriot. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. It takes a lot of courage to face your own death, but I'm glad I finally did. See, I was putting off getting life insurance to protect my family, even though I knew it was important. Then my neighbor's husband died. I watched her struggle emotionally and financially. It really made me face reality. If my husband died, how would I pay the mortgage, the car payments, or keep up the life the kids and I had? I realized I needed to get us life insurance right away. So I called AIG Direct. In less than five minutes, I had a quote. I was shocked at how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. I feel so much better knowing my family has protection. Call AIG Direct right now for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you can save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-458-3263. That's 1-800-458-3263. 1-800-458-3263. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free. I want to personally thank all my Plug-In Pest Free customers who have taken the time out to call, write, and who have left messages to thank me for ridding their homes and businesses of unwanted rodent and pest problems. So from me to you, I thank you. Plug-In Pest Free is the only scientifically tested and, more importantly, consumer-proven electromagnetic pest management system since 1995. Why put up with those annoying rodents and pests any longer? Plug-in Pest Free is 100% chemical-free, making it your safest bet to manage your rodent and pest problems around your family and pets. With a 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. So order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code SAVE20 for 20% off and free shipping. That's gopestfree.com, promo code SAVE20. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. Gopestfree.com today. First Mortgages, Impact Mortgage Group, DBA, Cash Call Mortgage, 19500 Jamboree Road, Irvine, California, 92612, NMLS, 128231. Equal housing lender, not licensed in all states, including New York. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. Okay, here's the deal. You're a freelancer, a hired hand, a self-made, self-owned business of one. Whether you're a contractor, creative director, or consultant, you're the boss. And that makes things easy. Unless, of course, you're trying to get a mortgage. When it comes to qualifying for a cash-out refi, gig economy workers come with more obstacles, more complexities, and more stress, right? Wrong. Dial 800-815-0745, and one of our cash-out mortgage specialists will help you qualify for the lowest interest loan possible, regardless of your source of income. 
It's the easiest call you'll make all day. Dial 800-815-0745. That's 800-815-0745. Make the cash call today. That's 800-815-0745. AM 1280, The Patriot, 651-289-4488. Coming up next hour, why are progressives so miserable and why are they damaging themselves psychologically in the process? I find myself sometimes giving in to a little bit of downheartedness when I look at the political scene here in Minnesota. But one way or the other, I know there's something I can always count on when it comes to politics in Minnesota, and that is at least the Republicans aren't going to go jacking up taxes for no good reason. I can absolutely positively count on the. Oh, wait, perhaps not. Joining us on the broadcast today for the first time since I think the uh, the 2008 election, Liz Mayer uh, joins us. Liz, welcome back to the show here. Uh, how Thanks you doing today? Me. God, I really hope it hasn't been that long, but it might have been. I, I remember great. it was two thousand. I'm fantastic. I remember it was 2008. You came out to see me and Ed Morrissey at the Minnesota State Fair, and we during our ceremony. Was that? I said I did indeed. I remember that very well. You yes, did indeed. I just hope it wasn't the last time I was on the show, but but I remember that very vividly because it's an awesome state fair. It was a lot of a lot of fun at the state fair, and I do recall beaning you in the head with with a with a handy wipe that I was throwing out, the ceremonial throwing out of handy wipes into the audience. I, as for some reason, that has stuck with me since two thousand eight. Anyway, <laughs> we're well. I I don't remember that, but I I remember great fair food and that we had a really fun interview. So. Now I have to remember something that's more negative, but that's no, okay. No, Whatever. no, we'll stick with the good interview because it was a great interview. You're absolutely right, uh, Liz Mayer. Uh, so, but but time has passed, and you're still you're going about your business uh, following politics, and you came across mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a tax policy issue in Minnesota that should concern good conservatives, especially people who who try to rely on the GOP to hold the line on taxes and spending. And you brought this to our to uh, the attention of me and Ed Morrissey earlier today. Uh, mm-hmm. Senator John Howe has got a bill that should make conservatives concerned. Why don't you describe what's going on here, Liz Mayer? Yeah, so I, I think to sort of set the table, I agree with you. Um, we oftentimes see some muddying of waters between the parties uh, at the state level, at least, if not the federal Um, One thing that's kind of a bright line that usually voters can rely on if they go vote Republican is that Republicans aren't going to raise their taxes. They're going to cut their taxes. Well, apparently Senator Howe has a different idea about this because he's introduced a tax hiking bill that would tax hybrid cars and electric vehicles at highest level in the entire United States. Um, And uh, that is obviously going to, I think, cause some problems for Republicans in the state of Minnesota maintaining their anti-tax and economic conservative reputation. Um, It's noteworthy that this senator has not apparently ever taken the highly popular uh, Americans for Tax Reform Taxpayer Protection Pledge. So I suppose he's not technically breaking a pledge, but he is definitely, I think, setting the Republican Party in Minnesota up for some very, very nasty attack ads that could come from the DFL, basically just charging the Republicans are for tax hikes just as much as they are. And I think in the case of this bill, that appears to be true. Now, what, to the best of your knowledge, appears to be Senator Howe's rationale for introducing this this bill? I mean, what's what's behind Republican breaking from from conservative orthodoxy uh, over over this mm. particular issue? 
Well, I think there's been a lot of debate. This has happened at the state level, and it's also happened at the federal level about the fact that you have fuel economy of cars overall. And this isn't primarily driven by the fact that people are buying more hybrids or we now have, you know, Tesla Model 3s or whatever that you can buy. It's actually driven by the fact that conventional gas-powered engines are simply becoming more efficient. You can get more miles to the gallon now. The result of that has been that you're getting less money coming in via gas taxes. And since gas taxes are typically how we fund a lot of road repairs and infrastructure, then that causes people to be concerned about a depletion of resources available for literally doing things like filling potholes. But again, if you if you follow that logic, it will be inherently clear that when only 1% of vehicles in Minnesota are electric vehicles anyway, raising taxes on them isn't really going to solve that problem because the fundamental problem is improving fuel efficiency overall and the fact that therefore less is being paid in terms of gas taxes. It's not about people buying more electric or people buying more hybrid. It's just about the fact that you know, your average Chevy Malibu now is probably getting more miles to the gallon than if you bought something similar to that like 10 or 20 years ago. And that's just a reality in the automotive marketplace. Yeah, that and, and people are are driving less than they used to. You got more people working remotely and, and, and elsewhere. And as you see, right. they're selling less gas and, and needing less of it. So this bill is a bad idea for a number of reasons, Liz Mayer. You pointed out a number mm-hmm. of them when we discussed this earlier today. Why? Well, I mean, Leaving aside just the ideological incongruity of a Republican saying, let's raise taxes on some portion of a market here, this this is a bad idea for a number of reasons. Uh, wh- where would you even start in describing this to someone who is learning about this for the first time? I mean, it's tricky, right? But I think I think the simple fact is that, yeah, nobody likes paying more in taxes. And so that's what this is. But I would also say another big problem with it is that it's sort of a thumb on the scales that is advantaging one technology over another technology, um, which seems kind of ridiculous. I mean, I don't know that there's any particular reason why somebody who owns a Chevy Volt should pay $5,000 more in taxes and fees over a 15-year period than somebody who owns a Malibu, right? Like, I think conservatives generally don't like a lot of fiddling around with the tax system to achieve particular outcomes that impact one group more than another when there's not like a really clear reason for doing that. And here clearly there's not, you know, I think another thing that's pertinent though is one of the reasons that this bill is going to piss a lot of people off in Minnesota is that auto dealers do not support it. And anybody who knows how auto dealers tend to vote and donate, they are disproportionately Republican. They are very anti-tax Um, So that's not great from a coalition standpoint. And the other group that's going to be really disadvantaged by it is the mining community. I mean, we've watched at the national level miners of various different stripes take a pounding either because we, you know, people have made a decision they don't want to do more with nuclear energy or because they don't like coal or whatever it is. Well, the fact is there is mining of materials that go into car batteries that occurs in Minnesota. And so my expectation is when you're looking at coalition politics, if he keeps pushing this thing, he's also going to create more coalition problems for Republicans because they're going to say, what the heck, you guys are the ones who are supposed to have miners' backs, and like, this bill screws us. 
and it does. Um, so I think there are a lot of a lot of ways that coming at this, but just overall, it's it's a very silly idea. I mean, it, you've got polling from December 2017 that shows that 66 percent of Republicans, not independents or Democrats, Republicans say we should increase our use of electricity as a transportation fuel. And then it also shows that 59 percent of Republicans support providing incentives for cleaner fuel vehicles such as EVs. So, I mean, if you're looking at data like that, Setting aside where you are on the actual incentives part, it's pretty clear that if you're pushing a bill that's going to hike taxes on these things, you're running afoul of pretty close to a supermajority of your own voters, which just doesn't seem like good politics. Setting aside the fact that I don't think it's good economics, because as we discussed, the real issue here with funding and gas tax revenue has to do with overall improvements in fuel efficiency of the entire automotive fleet on the roads of the United States at this exact moment. And now let's let's go from the the practical aspects and the and the economic aspects to to quite frankly the political aspects of this bill and and how this could be detrimental to Republican chances in 2020. Something uh, to which mm-hmm. Ms., uh, Senator Howe should be quite sensitive, given that uh, the, the drubbing that the GOP took uh, in 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 the tw- uh, Minnesota in this last election here. Uh, this is what they right. call an own goal in soccer. I mean, the, the big political cudgel yeah. that we've had coming out of this uh, session so far is Governor Waltz proposing a 20 cent hike to the gas tax, which is basically a cudgel being used against greater Minnesota. I mean, we're, we're having to drive mm-hmm. a lot is is kind of a necessity, uh, it, especially right. for poor right. Minnesota. Yeah, absolutely. So so here we hear what what this bill does, should it pass uh, or even come to a vote is is handing the DFL some marvelous counter programming to deflate the 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 did you fight what is going to be a great chanting point in 2020 against Governor Waltz? Uh, that uh, his his stance on the gas tax. Well, the, you you the, we're doing it too. I mean, I'm just thinking about well, as you have yourself thought, Liz Mayer, about how how this is just basically shooting ourselves in the foot. Yeah, I mean, I can envision dueling attack ads where the takeaway for basically every independent voter in the state is whatever they're both as bad as each other which is really not the message you want in politics, right? I mean, sometimes in campaigns you do reach that point by the time you get to election day because people get really nasty and attacky and you don't have good candidates in the first place. But there's no inherent reason why, particularly I would say when you look at some of the controversies that have recently afflicted fairly prominent Minnesota Democrats, right? (laughs) There's no inherent reason why independent voters should be walking into 2020 at least if you're looking at like the state Senate and the legislative level, you know, thinking that there's equivalence between Democrats and Republicans really on anything, but especially, as I say, on taxes. I mean, you know, pretty much ever since I became remotely politically aware at about two years old when, you know, roughly around when Ronald Reagan was elected. I mean, uh-huh. the one thing you knew is that, yeah, there'd be some variation like foreign policy. Not all Republicans were necessarily going to be on the same page there. You know, there are differences between Rand Paul and Lindsey Graham there. There are going to be some differences with regard to how regulation happy they might be. Some people are more socially moderate. Some people are more socially conservative. But the one thing is that they're all going to vote not to raise your taxes, like they're not for tax increases. But it turns out in this instance that 
you've got this one senator who, like, totally is for that. And I think he's just teeing up attack ads that are going to come from the DFL that could really cause massive problems in what's going to be a tough election, I think, for Republicans anyway, because it's a presidential election. And, you know, while Minnesota has seen some interesting results that have demonstrated that at least if Hillary Clinton is on the ticket, perhaps it goes a little bit more red than you would expect. I don't think anybody's anticipating Minnesota being like really easy lockdown territory for Republicans in 2020. So he's just doing a huge disservice with this. I mean, it's stupid policy, but it's stupid politics, too. Absolutely. Now, a source uh, friendly to the broadcast in the Senate says it's highly unlikely that the Howe bill uh, will make it out of committee. I mean, that's that's fairly solid inside information. But just the fact that it's making a move at all, that's being introduced and discussed uh, it still makes it political fodder, and therefore it needs yeah. it needs to be killed with fire, rhetorically speaking. So I, th- I think it goes without mm-hmm. saying that if you are a conservative, you need to be on the phone with uh, with with Senator Howe and with uh, that Senator John Howe, by the way, and uh, also with members of, the, of of any committee with which uh, w- where this bill is discussed to make your displeasure very very clear and certain. I think it's safe to say that, Liz Mayer. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't live in Minnesota, but if I did live in Minnesota, I would absolutely be calling Senator Howe and other Republican leaders and making it clear that this is just ridiculous. I mean, obviously, you're going to have to come up with some sort of policy solution when it comes to gas taxes and infrastructure and road repairs. But this is not a viable solution. And the optics are really, really bad. They are indeed. I'll be posting some contact information for Senator Howe and uh, potentially so in the future, some of the committees involved here just to make sure that this thing gets uh, killed in the crib, so to speak. Liz Mayer, thanks for mm-hmm. bringing this up. Uh, thanks for contacting us on this. is fantastic stuff. Appreciate it. We'll see you hopefully within the next 11 years again. Gosh, I certainly hope so. I love Minnesota. I'll make an effort. Thank you so much. Excellent. Thank you very much, Liz Mayer. Uh, when we come back, why are progressives so miserable and why, what are they doing to themselves in being that way? Go nowhere. I'll be right back. April 5th, don't miss The Best of Enemies, starring Academy Award nominee Taraji P. Henson. I play Anne Atwater, a civil rights activist who was able to approach hate with love. And Academy Award winner Sam Rockwell. All the better you don't get in my way. Well, I'm going to get in your way. If you change one heart, you can change the world. I have a Bible. And then you ought to know, same God made you, made me. The Best of Enemies, based on the untold true story. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. In theaters April 5th. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-694-7394. 800-694-7394. That's 800-694-7394.
Grab a cup of coffee and help Gallagher's Army at Lucky Station. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. You know Gallagher's Army provides financial assistance to the families of fallen officers when they need it most, as soon as a tragedy occurs. When you buy a cup of coffee at any Lucky's Station convenience store, they're going to make a donation to Gallagher's Army, the Fallen Officer Fund. There's a Lucky's Station store in every corner of the metro. Find them online at luckysstations.com. That's Lucky's with an S, stations with an S.com. Cups for cops from Lucky's Stations. There is nothing that they won't do to get you the help you need to become a successful student at Online Trading Academy. My name is Brian. I've been with Online Trading Academy since November 2016. What OTA has done for me, they've really opened my eyes into how the financial markets work and how a financial advisor, how do mutual funds work and how do they make money and what the expense is to me for them giving me their advice. Teaching me that I can be in control of that is really helping me save the expense that they had been taking out of my portfolio. The only criteria that you need is the internal desire to want to become a trader and take financial control of your life. Join us for a free investing class by calling pound 250 on your cell phone and use the keyword OTA or go to learnwithota.com. AM 1280, The Patriot. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.